I'm Allie of Hocus Pocus Collector. And I'm Will of Spooky Will. And we are the Black Flame Society. We're here to share Halloween, Hocus Pocus, and other spooky news and updates with you. While having fun, meeting friends, and making every day feel like it's Halloween. So come on in and join the society. On this week's episode of the Black Flame Society, we are honoring those we have lost since Hocus Pocus came out 30 years ago. Today, we're going to be covering some of the cast and crew who have since passed, talk about their history, talk about their role in the film, and talk about the impact they have left on Hocus Pocus and the world as a whole. We'll also dive into some merchandise updates, some Halloween news, and of course, listener questions. So let's dive in. Hey, Will, how are you doing today? I'm very well, thank you. How are you? I am good. I'm looking forward to today's episode, but it's also kind of sad when we were putting this list together to see all of the names together of all the people who have left us in the 30 years. It made me sad, but I'm excited to honor them and talk about them because we obviously will not have the joy of interviewing these people, which does make me sad, but I think it'll be great to honor them. Oh yeah, I definitely agree. It is going to be a sad one, but at the same time, it's nice to talk about them and just feel like we still think about them even though they have gone. So in a way, I'm kind of, I agree with you. I have kind of been looking forward to this episode, but at the same time, not because it's going to be a different one to what we usually do. Definitely. So buckle up with us, guys. It's going to be a little sad, but we also do just want to provide a quick trigger warning. Today, we will discuss death, including one suicide. There will be no gruesome or explicit details provided or discussed, but please use your own discretion as you listen to today's episode. If you or someone you know is in crisis, help is available. In the United States, call 988 for a 24-hour suicide and crisis lifeline. And in the UK, dial 0800-689-5652. Please remember, you are loved and important. So the first actor that we're going to cover today is Charles Rocket, who played the infamous dad killer in Hocus Pocus, Dave Dennison. Oh, I love that role. And after we give a little history of everyone, we're going to talk about each role. So wait for that. But Charles Rocket passed away October 7th, 2005 at the age of 56. Charles made several short films and was in a band before becoming a news anchor, which led to his infamous work on Saturday Night Live. He was on SNL for just one season before his dismissal after he dropped the F-bomb in 1981 in the closing moments of a live show. Due to the broadcast standards of the time, Rocket, along with several writers and other cast members, including Gilbert Godfrey, were let go before the next episode. He quickly recovered from the SNL setback and starred in films including Dances with Wolves, Dumb and Dumber, and It's Pat. He also had many guest appearances on television shows, including Touched by an Angel and Third Rock from the Sun. He worked on nearly 100 projects in his lifetime. In addition to his acting work, his love for music stayed consistent, where he continued to play the accordion. Charles was found dead on his Connecticut property in 2005, and 10 days later, the medical examiner ruled his death a suicide. A police investigation determined there was no criminal aspect to the case. Rocket left behind a wife and son. So sweet dad killer, what a role that was. I mean, (laughs) when you first see the movie, if you've only watched it once, it might not make an impact, but he was so funny and so many great little tiny, just little things he said, little ways he said things were iconic. Yeah, I agree. And one thing that, I don't know if it was an American thing, but I'd never heard of, I don't know if it was like they coined the term, but dad killer, I'd never like heard of that as a thing before. So I don't know if it was in America, but I just thought that was genius for the fact that was his character. I don't think that was, and he's not credited as dad killer, he's credited as Dave. I don't even know if it's Dave Dennison, it might just be Dave. I think that was something the Hopo community kind of put together over the years that stuck mom, Donna, and dad Kila. And I love that because now it's on like Ray Dunn shirts. You can buy your shirt that says dad Kila, and that was not a thing pre-Charles Rocket. 
Yeah, and I'm also pleased that he has his own keychain as well, like they made yes. character of Dadgilo into a keychain. Speaking of after his death, I thought it was really sweet, the fact that we saw more of him on the 25th anniversary Blu-ray as well, to see those deleted scenes with him included. It was really, almost a, a nice way to honour his memory, because we, I know everybody who's probably listening to it is, I always go on about the deleted scenes, but those were deleted scenes I didn't even know existed or were even part of the film, so it was just nice to see more of him as well. It was. He was such a great actor. And circling back to his SNL dismissal, I feel like that wouldn't have happened in today's society, which a lot of people said led to a lot of issues for Charles, just mentally, career-wise. And there is now a slight delay on live TV. So there wouldn't have been a broadcasting violation. He probably would have got a quick smack on the hand and it would have been over. So I'm sad that happened for his career, but he definitely rebounded and did such great roles, including, obviously, Hocus Pocus. So we are so glad that Charles was in this role. We've only heard great things about him on set. So Dave Dennison, dad killer. The next person, which actually when we were putting this together, I actually learned something in this which I had no idea about. So Gary Marshall, who's the devil or master, and was also uncredited, which I find very strange, but we'll get back to that in a second. He passed away in July 19th, 2016, at the age of 81. Gary was a literal icon of directing, producing and acting in his career that spanned over 55 years. His career started by writing for The Lucy Show and The Dick Van Dyke Show. He went on to create Happy Days and Direct Beaches, Runaway Bride, Pretty Woman and The Princess Diaries. Other notable projects that Gary worked on included The Odd Couple, Laverne and Shirley, Mork and Mindy, Never Being Kissed and A League of Their Own, just to name a few. He passed away due to complications of pneumonia after suffering stroke in 2016, leaving behind his wife, three children, and his sister Penny Marshall, who he played opposite of in Hocus Pocus. In 2020, ABC aired a special, The Happy Days of Gary Marshall, in his honour. Which I was really surprised by how much he's actually been involved with. And I kind of like, I don't know, like I feel like smacking my own hand to be like, you should have known this. Because he was in so much things that I was growing up, like that I'd watched growing up. Like Pretty Woman, Beaches, like I was obsessed with Beaches as a kid. Yes. And we right before we filmed this episode, we were discussing Happy Days. I didn't know if Happy Days was a thing in the UK because it was so iconic here. The theme song, the fonts, all of it. And that was all his creation. And when we talk about Penny Marshall in a second, we learned that he brought Penny into a lot of his projects, which really got her career going. And I know we've talked about this before, but he directed The Princess Diaries, which is one of my favorite movies so to have him there and the connection to John Debney because John Debney did the soundtrack for that movie so another Hopo connection but he was just so iconic what a loss Gary Marshall was yeah it's crazy just the amount of stuff he's been involved in and I think we actually spoke about the Princess Diaries before because I think I told you I'd never seen it and I still haven't seen William? it no I still haven't seen oh, it oh William in honor of Gary Marshall you will sit down and watch the Princess Diaries do you hear I will, me I'll tell you what I'll challenge myself to watch it before July 19th in Gary's because obviously that's his anniversary that's beautiful so i will watch it before we can watch it together <laughs> oh, yeah, let's, let's do a disney plus stream <laughs> is it on disney plus yeah oh okay yeah we're gonna watch it then he had done never been kissed which was another film i watched like over and over as a kid as well yeah he was involved in so many things and so keeping with the marshall family we have penny marshall who played master's wife or the little woman in hocus pocus also went uncredited penny marshall passed away december 17th 2018 at the age of 75 penny was best known for her role of laverne in laverne and shirley which received critical acclaim and many award nominations including one for a golden globe 
Penny's full name was Carol Penny Marshall, who started her career doing commercials. In 1968, she was offered to appear in a movie her brother Gary had written, How Sweet It Is, and two years later landed a role on The Odd Couple, which Gary was an executive producer for. Fun fact, her last episode of The Odd Couple had her marrying her boyfriend, who was her real-life husband, Rob Reiner at the time, and the episode also included Gary and their sister Ronnie, who played the character's brother and sister. The characters of Laverne and Shirley were written in as guests on the show Happy Days, but they were such a hit, they got their own spinoff show that ran for eight seasons. In addition to acting, Penny also produced and directed nearly 30 projects. She passed away due to complications of cardiopulmonary failure, cardiovascular disease, and diabetes in 2018, leaving behind her daughter Tracy. So to have that family, I can't imagine the Marshall family (laughs) seeing them play against each other in Hocus Pocus and playing husband and wife as brother and sister must have been an odd but kind of fun dynamic in its own way because there was no creepiness. There was no handholding, no touching, no kissing or anything like that. It was almost like if you look at it as them playing brother and sister, you could kind of see it because they just kind of went back and forth annoying each other almost. (laughs) Yeah, like, I would love to have been in their room when the casting for Hocus Pocus was announced as well, and it was them too. Like, I can kind of imagine him being like, I've got the role as the devil, and she's like, and me, I've got a role as well. And he's like, they look, and it's like the devil's wife, and they're like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> but I do agree, though, it wasn't, like, in a creepy way, so it was uh, very well done. And when she says, stuff it, Satan, I feel like that was just all of her angst of growing up with him <laughs> as her brother. Like, it was all in that one scene, so it's so fun to have it saved forever, and they make that very short appearance on Hocus Pocus 2 on the TV. Whether you like it or whether you don't, whether you think it's a continuity issue or not, they are there and honored in Hocus Pocus 2, which is pretty cool. But, Will, why were they uncredited in Hocus Pocus? Do you know? I don't know. I don't have the answer. I don't get it. Like, we need to find out. This is a question for the Black Flame Society, definitely. We need to find out why they're uncredited. But I don't know. I just went so strange. And especially considering the careers they've both had, you would have thought that they would have been in it. Like, their names would have been there. You would have assumed there would have been, like, even on the posters and stuff. They were bigish names. So, I don't know. It just doesn't make sense to me. And the roles were not very small either. Obviously, they weren't main characters in the movie, but they were very memorable, very iconic characters who had lines, who had a whole scene or two. So I'm very surprised they went uncredited. That is a mystery that we shoot out to solve now, so we'll have to look into that. Yeah, absolutely. So the next person on our list today is actually one of my favourite small roles in the film, and it belongs to Kathleen Freeman, who was Miss Olin. She passed away August 23rd, 2001, at the age of 78. Her career spanned over 50 years and 300 projects, starting with her first film, The Wild Harvest, in 1947. She is most notably remembered for playing opposite Jerry Lewis in 11 of his films, such as The Disorderly Orderly and The Errand Boy. In the 80s, Freeman was also in the Blues Brothers. She appeared in many television shows over the course of her career and remained actively working up until her death, doing voiceover work in Shrek and As Told by Ginger. She passed away prior to the end of filming her last episode of As Told by Ginger, and the show creators rewrote the script to incorporate her death into the show by her character passing away too. The episode was dedicated in her honour. She was working on the musical version of The Full Monty, for which she received a Tony nomination up until five days before her death. Kathleen passed away of lung cancer in her ashes at the Hollywood Forever Cemetery. She was never married and had no children, but left behind her long-time companion, Helen Ramsey. I love Miss Olin. I know you said that right when you before you read that. I feel like her character is so spunky towards Max Dennison with your tie-dye point of view. I wonder how much of that was written and how much of that was like, I didn't realize how much work she had done. She was an icon. She had done 300 projects. So to bring in someone with that big of a name to play a small role, I bet people went nuts if they were a fan of hers. 
Oh yeah, definitely. And one thing that's been really fun about doing this podcast together is the fact we found out there was more to Miss Olin in the original script. So yes. we learned more that she had these other, even like more sassy lines in the in the original script. She's definitely one of my favourite characters in the film and it's, it is sad she has now passed on. But yeah, her career has been incredible. Seriously. And I loved the show as told by Ginger. And until doing research for this episode, I didn't realize that was her voice. And when I read it, I was like, oh my goodness, that was her. And I thought of the episode where she passed and she was the teacher and it's animated. I don't know if you had that show over there, but it's an animated show. And the characters, the characters were sad. And I remember them mourning the loss of their teacher. And that was all of us like mourning the loss of Miss Olin. So I feel like it was kind of proper that one of her last roles was as a teacher because number one, she did the role so well. And number two, I just... I love her, so very sad that she's left us. We, we need a Miss Olin. We need a Miss Olin keychain or pockets. <gasps> yes, let's get some Miss Olin merch. Yet, we? Yeah, no, we don't. Merch. Let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> Next up is Lee Hamilton, who played the cop's girlfriend, and she passed away September 8th, 2012, at the age of 62. She was born in Auckland, New Zealand, and moved to the United States to pursue acting, and began working on television shows in the 70s. For a period of 20 years, she co-starred in several films, such as A Man, A Woman, and a Bank, and Forced Vengeance. Hocus Pocus was her last acting role before retiring from acting to open Hamilton Galleries in Los Angeles to focus on her art business. Hamilton passed away of stomach cancer, leaving behind her husband and their daughter, who was only 12 years old at the time of her passing. So her role was very small in the film, but very pivotal, because without her, we would have never known that Eddie was a fake cop. We would have just assumed the whole time he was a real cop. Why is he harping so hard on Max? But because of her, what's so funny, Eddie? We immediately learn that you're not a cop, my boy. What are you doing? One thing that always makes me laugh about her character is, I don't know if I ever told you this, as a kid, I thought she was the mum. Ah, I could see it, I could see it. So it wasn't the fact that I thought they were the same character, it was the fact that as a kid, I, I didn't realise the mom. You know, when Danny's like, who are you supposed to be? And she's like, Madonna. I didn't realise that was the mom as Madonna as a child. So I thought it was just a random person. And Danny was like, who are you supposed to be? When it shows the cop and, and she gets on the back of the police car, I thought it was the same woman. And it wasn't obviously until I got older and understood the film because I was so young that I was like, oh, hang on, that's a completely different person. That's so funny. And I loved her outfit. She was like decked out. She looked great. And I I don't like that this was anyone's last project, but to have Hocus Pocus be your last project, it feels like it was such an iconic movie that's carried on 30 years. So she is still going to be out there forever known for that role. So it feels right. Her character is literally just going to be seen more and more and more because obviously, as we well aware, Hocus Pocus just keeps getting bigger. Maybe we'll get an Eddie and Eddie's girlfriend Funko Pop on the motorcycle. <laughs> oh, that'd be cool. <laughs> so the final person on our list, sadly, we don't actually know that much about this guy, but he does have a, a role that we all know. So Jeff Neubauer, who was credited as the boy in the class, is the kid who turns around to Max after Max gives his phone number to Alison, and he's like, fat chance. Sadly, he passed away on March 13th in 2004. His role in Hocus Pocus was Jeff's only credited acting role. We couldn't find anything else about him, and I know many years ago, 
this was probably 20th anniversary I'm talking now so it's been at least 10 years there was a memorial page online set up for him and I remember finding it and if I remember right it was created by his mom, and it was just a way to remember him because he'd only had this one acting role and his mom wanted him to be known and remembered me and Ali tried to find this page and we could not find it at all we spent at least probably three or four hours just searching solid trying to find this page and we couldn't find it so if anybody does know this page please let us know because we would like to possibly link it in this episode there was very little known about him but sadly he has passed away yes and obviously he was young because he was in a he was playing a high school student and we don't even have his birthday unfortunately there was just so much that we're lacking but we definitely wanted to include him just because that role I know I've said most of these roles are iconic but that role is iconic when he's just like he has he barely knows Max Dennison but he is so confident he's like fat chance (laughs) and there's so much attitude (laughs) and I think that they could have left the door open I think this role could have been bigger when I was writing this up I was thinking like what if when Max and Danny showed up at Allison's house he was there with Allison as like her boyfriend and Max steals her that could have been a whole different side story in Hocus Pocus because of how it was set up so that would have been really cool and unfortunately it wasn't it was just this one little tiny role but I think maybe maybe he had a history with Allison hmm he might have done I kind of would have liked the idea well he's sarcastic when he speaks to Max I would have loved it if they just randomly keeps bumping into him throughout the night and he's just sarcastic the whole time and he just like walks (laughs) off It is a shame we don't know more about him, but like I said, if anybody does know any more about him or if they know where this memorial page is, please do let us know. Definitely. And in our research for this episode, we hope we didn't miss any of the cast that has passed, but there were definitely a bunch of crew members. I think Will counted over 20 different crew members who have passed since the 30 years of Hocus Pocus has gone by. We tried our best to find details on cast and crew members, but a lot of information on crew members is scarce and hard to find. So we do want to honor everyone that has passed, anyone, no matter if they worked in makeup, hair, costume, casting. So we do honor all of them, even if we didn't have a bio on them. But if we have missed anyone that we didn't include today in terms of cast, please feel free to let us know and we will do our best to research and honor them. But we do honor everyone who has left us and uh, especially these six cast members from Hocus Pocus. Moving on to some lighter subjects, well, let's talk about some merch. So Jim Shore pieces, these beautiful statues were not supposed to be shipping until June. I got a text from my good friend Andrew who said, my Jim Shore piece is shipped. And I said, excuse me, what? And he said, it's shipped. And I was like, no, it's got to be an error. And he's like, no, I have a tracking number. And I was like, has it updated? Next day he sends me, it's out. And the next day it was delivered and it arrived at his home. And I could not believe it. Mine arrived shortly after. And Will, yours just arrived yesterday, right? Tell me, what do you think? I absolutely love it. It was it was such like a crazy couple of days as well because you messaged me. It was like, Andrew's Jim Shore piece is shipped. So then you're shipped. And then I emailed the Jim Shore UK page and was like, hi, just check. It only said notified. There was no pre-order or anything like that. And they were like, yeah, it'll be available next week. And then it was available like the next day. And yeah, it arrived yesterday and it is... One word is stunning. It's so much bigger than I thought it would be. It's so heavy as well, but it's amazing. It's it's so worth the wait. What do you think of it? I love it. I mean, it's definitely, this is not one of the cheaper Hocus Pocus items, but Jim Shore pieces are beautiful. And definitely, this is my first one, but it's definitely a bang for your buck. It is so well done, so beautifully presented. As Will said, it's bigger than I thought it was. It's very good quality. It's not something that's just going to shatter. I mean, don't drop it. Well, let's not test it, but it's not 
something that's just gonna your poke and it breaks. So very good quality. The design is beautiful. It's on both of our Instagram pages if you want to check it out and take a better look. But it's stunning. You're right. Well, that's the word. I'm so glad we have this. It's just another length of showing how big Hocus Pocus has gotten to have a gym shore piece of it. Yeah, I kind of hope it opens the door for more Jim Shaw, Sanderson sisters things, and maybe other characters. It'd be cool to see like a, a Max, Danny, Allison as a trio, like maybe them like walking trick or treating or something like that. So hopefully we see a bit more because I, I really like this piece. I do too. The only thing I wish they would have incorporated is they have Emily Binks's gravestone on the bottom of the piece. I wish there would have been some reference to Binks either in cat form or probably in cat form. Yeah, if they just had a cat somewhere on there, that would have made me really happy. But other than that, I think it's absolutely perfect. I do agree. It would have been nice to see Binks or even Billy's gravestone on the base as well, perhaps. Now, I'm not critiquing it. I kind of am. But one thing I would have liked to have seen is the book, more detail in the book. Like, it would have been nice to see, like, an eye on the book because it's just a brown book on the statue. But I understand it's such kind of like a a tight, fiddly location to try and get all that detail onto there would have been really tricky as well because they're all hand-painted, if I remember rightly. So I can understand why. But other than that, it's perfect. And I think there are so many licensing issues with the book's eye right now. Like on the cereal box they released last year, no eye, and a few keychains, no eye. So I think there's something going on there where the the rights to the eye are no longer active. (laughs) So they need to figure that out. (laughs) The book's like, if you want to use my eye, you pay. (laughs) Good for you, book. Book developed a full personality in Hocus Pocus too. So she's like, you'll compensate me now. (laughs) Love it. So that is the only actual merch that we have physically with us right now but of course there's this potential thing going on that will and i heard about so there's allegedly been a list of leaked funko ween pops and we also found on another uk funko site that they are listed there and they're all hocus pocus 2 pops so there are a few of them the first three are the sanderson sisters described as with smoke We've talked about this for probably an hour almost at this point, Will. I talked to Andrew about it. I talked to a few other people. I really don't know what that means. I mean, I fully expected a set of Sanderson sisters with their new HP2 outfits, and I'm fine with that. But what does smoke mean? I have no idea. Like <laughs> That's it. Period. That's We're it. done. So, thanks for listening, everyone. Bye! Uh, well, we joked about it, didn't we? Isis, maybe they've got a cigarette, but other than that, <laughs> we, I just don't know what it could be. Cause the, the oh, oh, hold on. All right, hold on. I'm developing an idea. What if it's like the smoke from the cauldron? Oh, it could be. Because other than that, the only other idea we had was that it could be like when they disintegrate at the end of Hocus Pocus 2, spoiler, spoiler alert, if you, yeah, if, you, if you haven't seen it yet and you still been listening, bless you, when they disintegrate, it's almost like a glitter. I wouldn't call it smoke unless it's like smoky. What if they're like half there and half like glittery smoke? I don't know. Oh, that, I suppose that could be that actually. Yeah, that would be quite cool. Then again, I feel like when they turn to glittery smoke stuff, it's not thick. Do you know what I mean? It's just... It disperses quite quickly and it's gone almost. And even when Winifred's doing like a whole talk and stuff, it's not like it's a cloud behind them. It's You can see, do you know what I mean? I love that this has turned scientific. We're talking about like the density of the cloud of glitter. <laughs> Let's talk about its chemical makeup. <laughs> I don't honestly know what it, it could be. And what we'll like, we're discussing this now, it would be something completely the opposite of anything we could even expect. 
But what makes me kind of excited is usually when a Funko is announced, you immediately know what it is. Like when they announced last season Spirits exclusive, it was the movie moment of I put a spell on you. So we obviously had a general idea of what it would look like and how they would be performing. And though and behold, it was. Or when they announced Danny with Binks, you knew what it would be. This, if this is the actual leak and this is what it's going to be, we have no clue. So speculate with us. What do you think this means? What do you think the Sanderson sisters with smoke means? I'm excited. We'll have to wait and see. We'll have to wait and see. Also, allegedly, this is all potential. Everyone calm down. They said that they'll be releasing the three new main character girls. So Becca, Izzy, and Cassie will all have their own Funko Pop, which, all right, it makes sense. But where are Max and Allison? My original main characters from Hocus Pocus 1 don't have a Funko Pop. And you're going to give me main characters from Hocus Pocus 2? What's going on, Funko? What's going on? Even Omri himself has said what's up with that. Like, where's Max? Was that on the Black Flame Society podcast, Will, that he said that? Weird. Well, yes, it was. Oh, my that God. Was episode 33 of the Black Flame Society podcast, an interview with Omri Katz. Oh, my God. <laughs> I, I love that podcast. That little guy. I love that British. Love that British accent. I love the, I love, I was going to say the alley. <laughs> you can love the alley. I love, I love, <laughs> I love uh, Ali. She's from America as well. So she has a really cool American accent. So if you've never listened to her before, check it out. <laughs> Tune in. Well, anyway. Yeah. So Amri did say that though. He was like, what's going on? Everyone else has a Funko Pop and it's true. Binks has one. Billy has one. Danny has one. So where are Max and Allison? And Will and I discussed that obviously as we said we're going to keep saying this is potential these are not confirmed but maybe this is the Hocus Pocus 2 release and maybe a original Hocus Pocus release could be an exclusive from Spirit later in the season or a 30th anniversary exclusive saved for July time so it's not written off yet but as of now we don't have any leads that'll actually be happening and it breaks my heart I really hope we do get some like extra pops this year for the 30th one because I really I know we we did expect it and we? we discussed this many times about how the merchandise is probably going to work out and it'll probably go from like one to two but I, I really want just Max and Alice to just give us those and, and then they can move on to Expects 2 just give us those first please and lastly I like this one is Gilbert with the candle I'm assuming the toe looking black flame candle <laughs> and I hope he's in like his cloak and his hat from the first time you see Gilbert when he's telling the story of the Sanderson sisters because that's a really cool outfit and I think that would look awesome as a pop so if they're gonna give me that I'll be okay with that <laughs> you've probably just given him an idea now for a chase variant so oh let's go yeah, so I would like to see that actually so I do really like these pops and it's nice to see that Hocus Pocus 2 is getting some characters. I wonder, I do kind of wish there was another Billy, so Billy from Hocus Pocus 2. Mm-hmm. Just a random side question. Is there any characters from Hocus Pocus 2 that they haven't mentioned, that we haven't mentioned here that you would like to see as a pop? Yes, I want to see Mayor Trask and his pumpkin vest. I would love that. And Will and I also joked we'd love to see the poison apple lady. Say it, Will. Say poison apple. Poison apple. <laughs> <laughs> She says that. She has like a pull tab in the back and she says that. Iconic. I, I love it. I would love to see her as a Funko Pop. Or at least like the Keychain series. If we get Hocus Pocus 2 Keychain series again. Yeah. It would be nice to get her as well. Yeah, so I would like to see, honestly, though, I'd like to see Mayor Trask. And at this point, if we're releasing the whole cast, give me a mic as a football player Funko Pop. Maybe when he's kind of dressed like a zombie, that would be a cool Funko Pop at the Halloween party. But other than that, I feel like I'm probably content. What about you? I think I'm the same. I would have said the Poison Apple Lady. But other than that, that's probably about it. I can't think of any notable characters. Oh, no, hang on. What am I talking about? The Young Sanderson Sisters. 
Oh, well, I, of course. Yeah. yeah. I'd love to see those. It's like... what? Hold on. We're just, we're screwing this up. What about the witch, Hyanna Waddingham's bird character? Yeah, I'd like to see her as well. Because her costume is stunning. But not until Max and Allison. I agree. Agreed. But... There's a caveat here. I would love, I think they should release a moment of the Young Sandersons, all three of them together. That would be really nice. Maya Trask's house or something behind. Or... That or maybe like the moment with the happy birthday banner when they're gifting oh, her yeah. the spider. That would be really cool. There's plenty of opportunity. And I think if they decide to go prequel route to continue on the Hocus Pocus universe, I think we will definitely see versions of the young Sanderson sisters as Funkos. But that would be, they would look so cute. I want baby Sandersons. I know we've talked about this before, (laughs) but I want the prequel prequel where they're like at the nursery causing havoc. (laughs) (laughs) And Winifred still has her same size hair. I would like to see the book as well made into a Funko Pop, just as like on a little stand at an angle with the little classic black Funko eyeball and stuff. I think that would make a really cool little like display Funko, but for now we've got another seven Funko Pops on the way, so let's leave it at that for now. Yeah. Allegedly, we will see if it comes to fruition. But something that is not alleged, Will, I'm excited about this one. There's a book coming out this fall. It's estimated for release date of September 26th. It is called Witches Run Amok, Hocus Pocus, The Oral History by Shannon Carlin. There's a full description of it. You can pre-order on Amazon now. And it talks about how in July of 1993, Disney's Hocus Pocus did not immediately find success. So how did this movie that didn't catch an initial spark end up casting such a spell in mainstream culture? This book will answer that question and more using interviews from the cast and creative team behind the heartwarming Halloween staple. This book is a love letter to Hocus Pocus millions of devoted fans and a fascinating read for anyone who wants to understand how the Disney movie became a pop culture phenomenon. I love that. That sounds like it's written for us. Did they did they hear us? Were they like, hey, Will and Allie, here's your answer. So we don't have more information than that, but I'm very excited to see how it's written and who's in it and what it has to say about the whole history. I'm very excited. Me too. And it's the perfect timing too, because it's obviously the 30th anniversary this year. I can't wait to read it. I can't wait to see who's in it. I can't wait to see all the new info, hopefully, that's in it that we learn new things about. Really, really looking forward to this one. I think the one thing I was really looking forward to this year is the Lego set but I think now we've found out this book's coming out I'm actually that's probably like my number one most excited item this year to to look forward to so it's going to be really cool when we finally get it I think both of those are definitely high on my list I think this one as like a hocus pocus historian I'll call us well as someone trying to document the history I feel like this is hopefully kind of it almost becomes an encyclopedia that you can just go to if you have questions so and it does say right in the description timed for the film's 30th anniversary so this could just be the beginning of how they're honoring the 30th and as we said you can pre-order it now on Amazon it is a hardcover 320 page book up for pre-sale for $28 and again it releases allegedly September 26 so looking forward to that Now, moving into some Halloween news, we're in the midst of halfway to Halloween. There's debate about the specific date of that between many companies, many people, but we're in that time period. I'll just call it April 15th to May 15th. We're about halfway to Halloween and people are celebrating. Companies are celebrating. Spirit has sending out daily emails with some re-releases and some new stuff. And Home Depot just re-released their 12-foot skeleton and their fiery pumpkin today. I'm very excited about is Disney last week did a full week focus 
focused on halfway to Halloween. Most of it was surrounding the Haunted Mansion as their new movie is coming out in July, and that seems to kind of be the theming they're going for this year. But they did confirm dates for Mickey's Not-So-Scary Halloween Party starting as soon as August. They confirmed the Sanderson Sisters Spectacular will be back again for the party. And they confirmed that a spirit jersey and a set of small plush dolls will be part of their merchandise in the park. I honestly cannot wait to, one, I can't wait to get my hands on those little dolls. They're so cute. The picture we saw, I thought Mary, we all discussed this, didn't we? I thought Mary was holding a sword and then I was like, oh, hang on, it's a vacuum. (laughs) (laughs) No, it's a sword, Well, In our world, it's a sword. Mary's holding a sword to eat her chili with and no questions are asked. (laughs) But it's nice to see that Disney's not-so-scary Halloween party's back and the Sanderson sisters are back as well. Yeah, it's just, I can't believe it's, because we covered this last year, didn't we, this time last year, and I just can't believe it's like another year's gone past and we're talking about it again and it's back. It's crazy. What's your thoughts on the new merchandise they revealed? I love the spirit jerseys from Disney World. I don't own any beyond Hocus Pocus one. And my favorite one is from the 25th anniversary. It's a black, simple design, just a logo on the front. And that's the one on the back that says Amakamakamak. This one on the back says Hocus Pocus Villain Spelltacular. So I'm really loving that design and I'm excited about it. But the little plush dolls, they're probably, if I had to guess, maybe six to eight inches tall. Sarah's holding her mop looking cute you and Mary is holding a sword or a vacuum, whatever you want it to be. Now, Winnie, usually Winnie's design is the best. Here, I feel like she looks a little demonic. I don't know if it's just (laughs) how her eyes look. I honestly, at first, when I saw her arm, I thought she was holding a cucumber and I was like, the Black Flame Society. (laughs) But she's not. She's just holding her broom. But I'm excited to see how they look in person. And I think they'll be great additions. And anything that size is good because we've had huge plushes released in the past and I don't need these giant ones. So that hand size, like six to eight inches, point is going to be perfect and I'm very excited what do you think about them I really like them I also noticed their feet look quite flat so I'm guessing they might actually freestand <gasps> yes, as well please that would be amazing I hope they do anyway so yeah they, I really like them they because last year Disney released a little trio set didn't they in the cauldron mm-hmm. you don't have those though do you <laughs> no well thanks for bringing that up again no I don't have them um, so it's nice to see that this year they're bringing them back out again like another like a new set of little dolls so I wonder if this might become a yearly thing where we get a new doll set I was year. just gonna say maybe Santa will bring me one for my birthday but that's not how Santa works so I guess we'll have to wait and see <laughs> Funnily enough, the day before my birthday, I was doing to Dean and I was like, I better go to bed now. I sent to a home and he was like, but it's April. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. A doll set yearly would be cool if they're done well and if they're not massive, as I said. Like we spirit release those big ones and then we have the tall standards from Walmart and there's just a lot of big size Sanderson's. Yeah, they're big. So we don't need bigger ones. So these would be cute. I would love if they freestand. That would be amazing. So, but I feel like this is probably just the beginning of the Disney Park merchandise. I feel like there's definitely going to be more. And this is just our little sneak preview. So we'll have to wait and see. Yeah, it's definitely exciting. It's really starting to come out now, all the new merchandise. But we said that, wasn't it like the last episode? We were like, there's going to be loads more merchandise. Here we are. Here we are. And now to end today's episode, we have two listener questions. Lolo Written Casa asks, what other classic Disney Halloween movie do you think should get a revival? Oh, that's a really tough one because we didn't really have Halloween, Disney Halloween movies. And I, if I had to pick, I'd probably say... I don't know, because it's even the case of Halloween Town. We never got that until Disney Plus arrived in the UK. Whether it was on the Disney Channel, I'd never seen it before. 
I honestly don't know. What's your thoughts? My first inkling was probably to say Halloween Town just because I'd like to see it done in a 2023, 2024, 2025 setting with the technology and all of that. I also would love to see Kimberly J. Brown come back and she is engaged, who played Marnie, she's engaged to Daniel from the second movie and they are going to be married. So that'd be really cool to see them come back and revive their roles. I know they do a lot of cons together. So I feel like that would be great. And this is just occurring that this is actually a Disney movie now, but Mom's Got a Date with a Vampire starring Caroline Ray is iconic. And I would love to see that revived. So I guess those would be my top, but any of them would be great. I don't think I've ever seen Mom's Got a Date with a Vampire. <gasps> All right, so homework. Add to the list. Add to that to the list. So can someone please make a list for Will here? We got three, I believe, just out of this episode. <laughs> yeah, I do need, I need to catch up. I suppose for me then, because... Obviously, we didn't really have that many Halloween films. Hocus Pocus was my Halloween film growing up. I'd like to maybe like to see a bit more from Nightmare Before Christmas. Not necessarily a sequel, and I'd like to see it stop motion again. I wouldn't want it to be like animated or a cartoon. Maybe a cartoon actually could live with it. But it'd be nice to see like a series, maybe based on the characters of Halloween Town and just like what they get up to and like other little side stories to do with the other characters. That would be cool. That would be cool. But then, then again, Nightmare Before Christmas doesn't really need a revival because it's never gone away, has it? It's always That's been true. around. So it is, and I've always said that. I'm glad I'm not Nightmare Before Christmas collector because the amount of merch that fandom has. I don't know how you guys do it. Congratulations. It's I massive. I think we're getting there, Ali. I think Stop it, Will. Getting no. Getting Stop it. <laughs> <laughs> Next question. It's from Halloween Queen. She asks, out of all the Hocus Pocus characters, which one would you like to ride a roller coaster with? I'm going to say Max Dennison because, <laughs> number one, it would be like we're on a date at a carnival and... Teenage me and teenage Max Dennison on a date at a carnival would be cool. So we're going to go with that. And he, he would also, I feel like he'd want to play it cool. He'd be like the cool kid who like wouldn't be scared. But you know, you get to the top of that roller coaster the second you go down, he's screaming. He's screaming like a little baby. That would be cool. <laughs> we'll do that. But also Billy, because what if his head falls off? <laughs> do you know, I thought that. <laughs> I, thought I was going to say not Billy because his head will come off. I want Billy and I want his head to fall off. So that would be cool. What about you? I think for me, my character, and I can explain this with, you can hear what I'm about to say in terms of why I chose this character. Mary, because we know what she sounds like when she screams. Yes! And I imagine that will be exactly what she sounds like when the, like, the roller coaster goes down around the loop. And I'll just be like cracking up laughing because... It's Mary screaming the way she does when she's watching the commercial. So definitely Mary. Or maybe Sarah, actually, because I imagine Sarah would probably be, like, laughing and just, like, giggling and being, like, really silly the whole time. I can imagine Winnie, like, using her magic to stop the ride. She's being like, nope, I'm done. Shh, get me off here. Just lightening the whole thing up. So that would be cool, too. But <laughs> so many good options. That was a fun one to think about. That's a really good question. <laughs> oh, well, thank you all so much for joining us today. I'm glad that we were able to do kind of a lighthearted second half to this episode because the first half was a little sadder, but I'm so glad we got to do this in memoriam episode to honor those we've lost from Hocus Pocus. So it felt really good to talk about all of them, and I hope we honored them in the best way possible. So thank you so much for joining us. Definitely tune in for our next episode coming soon. And it was so nice hanging out with you, Will. Yeah, and you. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Bye, Will. Bye. Bye, everybody. Thank you so much for joining us for this episode of the Black Flame Society. To never miss an episode, follow along on Instagram at the Black Flame Society podcast, like and subscribe on your favorite streaming service, and join our mailing list to be the first to know what's coming next. Thank you for being part of the society. Until next time. The Black Flame Society podcast is not affiliated with Disney or any other related conglomerates yet. Feel free to change that. Give us a call.